0: cga tour
1: a podcast unlike any other now your host calvin alexander welcome back to the latest episode of the cga tour podcast as always here i'm your host calvin glenn alexander and on tonight's episode of the podcast i'm joined by college basketball experts alexi bulwark and jake carlson alexi how's it going man
2: going on man thanks for having me on looking forward to March
1: Badness, best time of the year. Best time of the year for sure, without a doubt. Uh, I I gotta say, I'm excited. Got some uh got some time to redeem ourselves from last year. Our brackets that we made all together, all three of us, were it was not that great for <laughs> the first couple rounds. And literally after the first two rounds, we were like killing it, but we took a big hit in the first two rounds anyway. So it wasn't like we were killing it overall. We're going to do something a little bit different, though. We're not going to go just, hey, match-up by matchup. give everyone all of our picks here before it locks in Thursday. We're Instead, we're going to pick one upset for each region in the first round, pick one sleeper to make the Sweet 16, pick one sleeper to make the Final Four, and to pick the overall winner each. So, with that being said, Jake, I'll let you take it away here. What's your one upset for... Uh, you can start with whatever region you want to, I'd say South, but whatever region you want to, what's your, what's your one ups. It's your upset first year. So
0: the funny thing is I actually picked this team in my final four and we were talking about it for a second. Um, I'm going to go with oral Roberts over Texas and it has nothing to do with me being bitter towards Texas as a school. It's genuinely because I think oral Roberts has a, that seems like a, buy high type deal like that. I don't know. It, it, am I crazy on that? That I feel like that, that could be a pretty, pretty I, good. I, upset? Think,
1: I think you're, I think, I think you're a little crazy. You think oral Roberts is going to beat Duke. That's, that's where I have an issue to start with. This is in the East region. And you think oral Roberts is going to beat Duke Twelve twelve five 12, five matchup.
0: I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. yeah I don't, is what it is it Duke or Texas? Here? Who plays Texas?
2: Yeah, Texas well, plays um they're in another bracket. Yeah, they, so it's Duke or Roberts and Texas plays uh Colgate.
0: Colgate. That was the one. That was the other one. Yeah.
2: I yeah, I've got Oral Roberts over
0: Duke.
1: All right, Alexi, do you, what do you have in the East region here? Do you have similar? Or, I feel like so, Oral Roberts is an easy choice here cuz we're all from We all went to Oklahoma State. We know their Oral Roberts story real well. They're not that far up the road.
2: So I actually think this is a great opportunity. I was very high on Oral Roberts going into the season. I mean, a lot of people probably were as well, not just me. But Oral Roberts is very good. I love their offense. The defense is eh. But, I mean, we tend to see this in a lot of these these conference tournaments. When a team runs through it and wins – they don't always have success in March Madness, and we've seen it in years past. And I feel like so many people are on Duke right now. There's so much hype for Duke for the year they had wasn't great. Leading up to, of course, what seven or eight games before their conference tournament started, I think this is a great opportunity for Or Roberts to knock them off because everyone's high on Duke. Duke's high on themselves. Watch out for Or Roberts. I do. I do like that pick for Jake.
1: All right. Well, uh, my my upset pick. Here for the reason is, can get to this point, I've downloaded is I'm not picking the Duke or Roberts upset. I think that's just too on the nose. Or Roberts ha- has <laughs> gone far. Barely see that happen just by. Sheer, I mean, you just don't see a team knock off. I mean, Max Acemus and then that seven foot five transfer they have in for you, both really good. But my upset pick here is Providence, the 11 seed beating Kentucky, the six seed. Both have the exact same record, and I just do not... This is be a strong theme. All three of us, I guarantee, at the end of the day, are going to pick Big 12 teams by far and away to do better than the rest of the teams in the field and also downplay the other Power 5 conferences quite a bit. This has got to be one of the things where I don't see it with Kentucky. I just don't get it. They lost, they've lost to Georgia. They've... I mean, they've lost to Vandy. They lost to Vandy again in the tournament when they're a three seed uh the SEC tournament. I just, eh. Kentucky, I just, it's just not it. Kansas beat them at their place earlier this year. Granted, it wasn't by a ton, but it's still a win's a win. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't love, I don't like Kentucky enough to pick them. South Carolina beat them early in the year. I I can try to keep going here, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, some tourney teams to beat them, but also it, it's just. I don't get the vibes from Kentucky. I mean, at the end of the day, they're they're playing some pretty darn easy teams when they win. I mean, they played Northern Florida this year. They played Bellum Bellarine. They played Yale. You know, that those these are kind of a couple of the wins that count to their twenty one wins, right? But play Duquesne, played Howard. I so, just, so you're saying you
0: know. if OSU played Kentucky's schedule, we'd be in the tournament?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I don't <laughs> I we, we have time to go through the old Oklahoma State basketball season. maybe that's a separate podcast for when OSU wins the whole NIT or gets close to winning the whole NIT, depending on what happens there. But yeah, I'm I'm picking I'm picking Kentucky to lose. I, I'm picking Providence here. I'm um, in the East Region. What about the West region, Alexi? What is your upset there? That's uh the West region here is Kansas is the one seed for reference.
2: Yeah, this is, this is a loaded conference, man. I, I know top to bottom, like one, two, three. I mean, this is – you can see it. It's a loaded conference. TCU is the sixth seed. That tells you, I think, everything. Um, This one, if I had to pick a team, I actually like VCU. I like what I've seen from them, and I mm. know it's another 12-5 seed. But I don't know. I, I'm not as high on St. Mary's as a lot of other people are. I'm just – I know they play, they're always a good defensive team, but I mean VCU's right there with them defensively. And I know St. Mary's best player for the most part is the freshman. Um Mahan what's the what's the last name again? I blank am blanking on it.
1: I go to you guys for pronunciation but, guide references. Whatever. So.
2: People will understand it. But I, I'm just not <laughs> well, no, as high on well, St. No. Mary. I'm not as well I'm, as high on St. Mary's, and I think Yes, they beat Gonzaga that one time. But, man, when Gonzaga lost, I feel like Gonzaga controlled a lot of that game. But besides that, I have not been impressed with the St. Mary's team overall. I know they play in the Western Athletic Conference or West Coast Conference. And, yeah, I I don't think it's as strong as many people think they are. So I like VCU here. They seem to be really good when they play in this situation as a 12 seed. And they're rolling, man. They've won, like, I think eight, nine straight. So I, I like what they're doing coming into the tournament. They play good defense. I think they get the job done and win this game.
1: Yeah, I gotcha, also okay. picked Jake. What do you do? You have the same year, another twelve five.
0: Um, it's funny. I also picked VCU in my bracket for for pretty similar um, reasons. Are we still Are we still sitting on the west? or Are we moving to the south?
1: I mean, yeah, we're we're sitting on the west here, just because if you if you're picking, so you're picking VCU to beat St. Mary's as well, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. also picked... I'll say mine near. Pick- yeah.
0: I picked Iona to beat UConn as
1: well. Hmm. Okay. Uh, What's the reason behind buying that one?
0: Rick Pitino. <laughs> Just Rick Pitino doing Rick Pitino
2: things. Yeah, I I think that's a good solid play too because one Rick Pitino, but two UConn man they've struggled. In the tournament, the last two years, and I know it's a different year, so you can always throw it out the window if you want. But teams still have that in the back of their mind. Coaches have that in the back of their mind. UConn's definitely a team who I think is is good enough to to do well, but this is a tough matchup for them with Iona.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with you guys there. Rick Pitino does help change some stuff here. You know, I mean that's that's definitely part of it. I I'm picking, and it's not too big of an upset here. And I'm not trying necessarily to necessarily be different. I just do not like the Big Ten as a whole or teams that lose in the Big Ten early when they're the second team in the Big Ten. And that's Northwestern here. Northwestern, I think, 21 wins, second team in the Big Ten. I think I'm saying that right. Right, guys? Like they were second yeah. second place in the Big Ten and they only yeah. have 21 wins. I just think Boise State's right there to be able to hang with them. Both are very, very close in their defensive rankings, like 13th and 14th, respectively. And then, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's tough to say like, Oh, Boise state's going to be able to hang with them. They've lost a Utah state, excuse me, in their own conference tournament and close to their conference tournament as well too. But the Broncos, Boise state Broncos do have three quad one wins. So they've, they, they've, they've beat, they've beat good teams. You know, I know North Northwestern on the other hand has seven of those, but it's not like Boise state hasn't played any. And when they've played, they've lost. And then won their conference tournament, they've, they've played some, they beat them. I think they're a, there are 10 seed here that could, that could make the upset over the seven granted, not too big of an upset. Um,
2: I, Can I mention something really quick? Yeah, yeah of
1: course, please. Yeah, I,
2: I, uh, I really dislike the big 10, but I think it's <laughs> so, so bad this year. Like when Northwestern is your second best team in the conference, I think that says a lot. Um, you don't see Michigan in there. You don't see Rutgers. There's I, the big 10 to me is very overrated all the time, but especially this year, it's just not good. And, yeah, I think this is a great, great opportunity for Boise State. They're a 10 seed in the tournament. They were there last year and lost to Memphis. They have a lot of guys who returned from that team. I think that's going to be a big motivator here for them. I, I like the fact that they're an underdog. Yeah, I, I got, I like Boise here. I think that's a great, a great pick there too, number 10 seed.
1: Gotcha, man. Okay. Thank you. Uh, all right, well, let's move to the Midwest region here. This is with Houston's the one seed in this bracket and Texas the two seed. Jake, who do you have in the Midwest region for an upset here? So
0: I actually, I had two because I, well, yeah, two. I don't count the eight, nine matchup. um, And I'm assuming y'all aren't really either. Um, I actually chose Mississippi State or Pitt beating Iowa State. I don't really care who it is. Um, Iowa State is pretty mid. Like they're just, I, I haven't been impressed with them at all. Really this year in general, I know we swept them, but it doesn't, have much to do with that um they were n- probably never worthy of a six seed in my eyes um so i kind of have especially i i'm a i'm guessing mississippi state is going to win and then beat iowa state um i had that one and that one kind of seems like i don't know iowa state just hasn't been impressive this year to me so
1: gotcha all right well let's see what do you what do you have here what do you think?
2: Yeah, out of the Midwest, I really like Drake. One of my favorite teams. I've watched them a lot this season. They steamrolled Bradley in the conference championship game, if you remember that from Missouri Valley. Bradley was the number one team in the conference just by a game, so not by much. But they won that game 77-51. So I like the Straight team, another very senior-led team. There's a the guys who are on the team who are 24, 25 years old, so they're going to be playing – with a lot of experience. I love that. We saw them play for this time of year. So yeah, I like Drake a lot. I think, I think this is a tough matchup for Miami. I know they're battling an injury too right now. Um, Yeah. Drake's my favorite team to come out uh, as an upset team here.
1: So far, you guys are three for three. I'm picking the 12, five matchups in each region, which is just, just something to note. Not necessarily saying, (laughs) I mean, usually that's what happens. Usually it's like a couple of those happen. I'm going to try to be different, though, just on this aspect. Uh, I'm going to pick Kent State beat Indiana. Uh, Kent State scores a ton of points, and really, that's kind of the main reason for this year. Um, yeah, they've... They're, listen, their quad one record is bad. They're 0-3. Their quad two record is rough. It's 2-1. and one. They don't play good teams, necessarily. But, I mean, I... I Indiana's has been really, really good, but I, I don't know. There's uh Kent state's going to have to be going to have to be scoring a lot. You know, they're going to be scoring a lot of points. Indiana's going to have to be playing a lot of defense to keep them keeping the game. So maybe Kent state can get hot, get the upset there. Not too sure about it, but at the end of the day, like it could be, a could be a ton of fun watching that game. It's one of the games where I'd like highlight tuning in for that one, just because you don't really know what's going to happen. And Maybe Kent State knocks off knocks off the Hoosiers again. Not high on the Big Ten teams, you know.
2: Watch out for sincere Carey. He's a beast for Kent State. Okay, very very good player.
1: Gotcha. All right. Uh, and then rounding out this segment of the podcast, at least here with the upsets in the first round. Uh, what about what about the South here? What are we what are we thinking here? So Alabama's the one seed.
0: So. I also had, <laughs> I had the twelve five. I picked Charleston to beat San Diego State, um, going against my my uh, my roots here. And it honestly doesn't have much to do with San Diego State. It has more to do with Charleston, just because they're they're a really good team. Not saying San Diego State isn't, but this kind of probably seems like a like a little gotcha moment in this in this matchup. So. <coughs>
1: Gotcha, Alexi. Uh, what are you, what are you thinking here of this? this yeah, I'm not. Here?
2: I'm not going 12-5 here. I actually like San Diego State. I think they are a really good team and should be able to make a run. But I'm actually going with Utah State here. I like I like them a lot. They were they finished the season really strong. They lost to San Diego State in the conference championship game. So they're facing Mizzou here, who actually played really well too down the stretch. But I think Utah State has the about three or four guys who can really score at any time and they shoot the three ball really well. They're like top 5 in the country in three-point shooting percentage. So Utah State really like them. I like uh the the way they're coming into the tournament and I think they knock off Mizzou here. I think it's a good matchup, but ultimately Utah State comes in and wins.
1: Yeah, I got to say when I'm trying to fill up my bracket right now and done it re- I've redone it like 3 times. I have not been able to get out of the South region without with picking an upset. It just seems like it's so tough to pick an upset out of all these. Maybe it is that 10-7 matchup. I I just, you know, I, I don't know. V- Virginia has that favorable matchup here against, you know, a non-Power 5 and Furman, right? San Diego State, it's like normally they'd be the five seed where it'd be like the Duke or, you know, the Ace, basically like a Power 5 team in this spot here like we see in plenty of the other regions. And it's just not... And also Charleston just doesn't. I don't know, Jake. You probably have a better perspective than I do here because you picked it. But I just that's the one twelve five matchup where I'm like, I think San Diego State does actually like roll through, roll through Charleston for whatever reason. So
0: yeah, I I honestly thought that twelve five matchup of all of them is probably where both teams got screwed the most, where they just both like, you know, they weren't going to make Duke face Charleston for reasons that we know and you know it's like Miami Drake they easily could have uh could have fixed it up a little bit because um, I think you know in my opinion um, Charleston's probably the best 12 seed and then um San Diego State and St. Mary's is kind of a coin flip mm. so it's it they both did get screwed because either one of them could could win this game and then just like mow people down in front of them. So it's kinda I kinda swayed a little bit back and forth on that one. But
1: Well, I I have a specific question for Alexi now. I'm gonna segue off from the outline. Earlier today, I heard that you were on the Jim Rome podcast or Jim Rome show, radio show, right? What is what is your take here? What is, what is like, your, I don't know if you want to repeat it or if you got a different take that you, you've come up with since then, but, like, what is your, hey, if I have to put, if I'm putting down a certain amount of money, I feel best about this bet here for the tournament. I feel best about this upset or this line or prediction here.
2: Yeah, of all the games you're saying?
1: Yeah, of all, of all the yeah. games.
2: I, oh. I, I had talked about it in the, uh, what is it, the West region? No, Midwest. I think Drake is a great, great play. I, I've been talking about this team a lot. They're out of the Mill Valley. They do everything right. They're a senior-led team. They have a guy who can average, who scores 19 points a game. Um, and Tucker DeVries, his name is. But this team was – a lot of the players who are on this team now were here two years ago. They played in a play-in game. I think they won that game. So they have a lot of experience from just playing a game or two in the tournament. Bring that all back together. There are not they're not 20 year olds like junior seniors they're 24 25 that that that's a very big advantage in this time of year and I think that's a big reason why I like this team a lot not just that they're they're good defensively too not just even I know offensively they're good on the efficiency side but even defensively if you look at their numbers they're very good there they just play they seem to just play really smart smart basketball they don't turn the ball over much they settle for good shots and all of that is a recipe for a win so I like them. And look, the Vegas has this line set at two and a half for Miami. My, remember, Miami won the ACC. Well, they were a share they they won a share of the ACC with Virginia, <laughs> whatever. But ACC champion, Power Five team, and you're telling me they're only a two and a half point favorite? I like Drake.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, sounds like we are playing some Degrassi and a little bit of uh, what was the most recent album that Drake came out with? I forget, but. Playing a little bit of, uh, playing some Drake here on, what's that, on Friday, March 17th here as Drake plays Miami. No correlation, I know. Uh the School did not name themselves after the artist. But with all that being said, got to pick a Sweet 16 team here. Jake, I'll let you go first. What it, What is like your, hey, you know what? I think this team, you know, Dark Horse for the Sweet 16. And o- we're just going overall, like a- any region. So
0: I actually had Charleston in the sweet um, Okay. It's probably the most risky, but also, I don't know the most likely to happen. How does that, does that make sense a little bit kind of because um, the team's really good and they were really good all year. I, I want to say they were ranked <laughs> earlier in the year as well. So, they've been getting a little bit of credit, but they have to go through San Diego state and Virginia, but Virginia seems to either be really good in a tournament or really bad in tournament. And <laughs> I, this Virginia team just isn't that good. And it has a lot to do with what Alexi said, especially about the ACC quality of play and just all that kind of stuff. Like, you know what Miami is a five seed and they shared Virginia is a four seed and they shared like this is allegedly supposed to be a power conference and they're a five seed doesn't happen very much. So yeah, that's kind of why I'm taking um, college of Charleston.
1: All right. Well, Alexi, I'll, I'll let you go next year, but I'm just going to get out of the way here. I, it's not that big of a sleeper probably should have been more ramification. I should have come up with a little more guidelines, but I'm picking TCU, uh, Sweet 16. I've seen TCU play OSU a couple times, and then we beat him earlier this year, but we beat them without, without their best player, and Mike Miles on the court. They have size. They have a guy who can just go get you buckets, and they're a six seed. It's not a huge sleeper. I get it. They're not like a 10-plus seed. They're not one of the sexy, like, oh, they're nine-plus seeds either, right? They're, you know, I mean, they're going to be favored in most of the games here as it goes down but maybe i'm jinxing the crap out of them i just think they're going to be whoever they whoever they play between arizona state or nevada and then after that i just don't i don't like gonzaga almost never do in the tourney um now gonzaga has gone really far made final fours made national championships all type of stuff i don't think i've ever picked gonzaga to win the whole deal and this is one of those years where i'm in the same boat specifically because They don't have like a Chet Holmgren. They don't have like a Jalen Suggs. They have Drew Timmy, who's good, but he's been there for forever. He's like a household name at this point. He's the—I don't know if he's twenty-five. And so (laughs) it's one of those things where I'm picking TCU to to get at least out of there. And I actually think TCU is going to be able to beat UCLA if they if UCLA makes it that far as well, you know, in the Elite Eight. So picking TCU. Lexi, what about you?
2: Are we talking overall t- bracket or are we talking a certain yeah. region?
1: Yeah, overall.
2: Okay. So, I, obviously, I like Drake. I do have them in one of my Sweet 16s. But if I had to talk about another team who I could see doing uh, doing well, hitting the two for the first round game and the second round game, I think, uh, again, I don't know if this, if you, I, I consider it an upset because they would be knocking off the number one team. I think West Virginia has a shot to knock off Alabama in the second round. I like West Virginia. We all know what Alabama did against OU. They played OU and got smashed. And OU didn't even make the tournament this season. I think West Virginia is actually solid. I know they've had some troubles, but they've been playing really well down the stretch. And I know they played Candace and lost big, but take that game out. They played Candace well down the stretch, lost by two, had won three straight games. I think West Virginia could pose a tough matchup for Alabama in the second round if they get there.
1: All right, I mean, I can I can see it. That that's one of those where when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking I'm gonna pick a Big Twelve team no matter what, and I'm looking through and going, where okay, where's there some wiggle room? And TCU's where I see some wiggle room just because it's so hard to pick a one seed of losing, but it does happen. It happens now more than more than not, and a team like Alabama who relies a lot on Brandon Miller. Jake and I watched the SEC championship game yesterday, and it's basically brick then another brick going back and forth between them and a and and then brandon miller taking over and brandon miller got an offensive rebound but i mean talk about a guy gets in a little bit of foul trouble yeah, no you never wish any injuries on anyone but something does happen to him where he tweaks an ankle and is kind of you know not playing at full full health the whole game i could definitely see west virginia taking him off knocking him off all right well Lexi, I'll i'll stick with you if that's cool here and just get one sleeper to make the final four. Ooh,
2: one sleeper to make the final four. Yeah, this this is tough because you, you really do have to look at this and deeper at a deeper side and say, okay, look at the, who they play next, and if they got there and they got there, yeah, there, there's a lot of hard things, a lot of things you got to look into here. But if I had to pick one sleeper to get to the final four, just based off the bracket and where they're at, I probably would take. Give me, uh, man. This this is hard because I I was going back and forth to these <laughs> teams, but um,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm on the spot right now. I'm sorry, I I was between two teams. I'll say, I'll say Drake. I'm gonna stick with my gut and Drake. Okay, I, I just think they have that kind of team that can get there and the experience. I've I've talked about them enough. I I think Drake. Ha- I'm gonna stick with them.
1: All right, all right. I mean. You're making the case for Drake. You're making the case here. Get some summer games. God's plan playing as well, hey, but
2: second round game. I mean, I don't even think it's a tough. Like, I, it would be tough no matter what. But Indiana, not high on them, four seed, and I think like you mentioned, Kent State could could knock them off. So if they were to get Kent State next round, obviously anybody can win that. But I think they could knock off Indiana. Yeah, Houston would be tough too. But hey, this is March Madness. I'm taking the 12 seed here to get there.
1: Yeah, I, I I say at the end of the day, I just do not trust Big Ten teams or SEC teams to win at win all, and unless you've got that, that like star Kentucky team or that star Duke team or something. And even then, most of the years, they don't. Like, Jim Bayheim retired this year at the end of the season. You know what shocked me the most about Jim Bayheim is that he has second most wins all, all time and one national championship win in 45 years. Like, that's, that's a crazy stat win in itself. Uh, but that kind of brings me up here to Jake. What do you what are you thinking here? What's your one sleeper team? Make the final four.
0: I'm gonna go much more chalky than Alexi did, and go with Creighton. Mm-hmm. Um, their road is probably a little bit more difficult. Obviously, they'd have to beat Arizona and Alabama, which <laughs> good luck, I guess. But, um. They like significantly underachieved this year, so if they were to hit their peak at that time, now would be a good time to do it. Um so yeah, that's kind of I've been eyeing them as a six seed and I'm really interested to see how they uh how they transpire throughout the
1: the tournament. That's for sure. If I'm not picking TCU, already hinted at it earlier that I I think they could make the final four, but I'm not if I'm not picking TCU, I mean they would have to beat Kansas to to make to the final four, So that then that's I mean Kansas that's tough for me at least. I I I think I'm I think I'm gonna either uh, fall with one of you guys, but I don't know I. It's really tough because the big 12 teams that I normally would pick are seated way too high for me to call them a sleeper. I mean, K-State, three-seed, can't really call them a sleeper. Texas won the big 12. They're not a sleeper in any, <laughs> shape, in any fashion what's, whatsoever. I The the tough part here is that sleeper is such like a like a term that we could wiggle back and forth with through all the time here. But I, I think I am going to say, I think ORU would have a chance. I think ORU, if they can get past Duke, then it sets up really well. And you know who has a seven foot five guy to guard Zach Eady? ORU. So <laughs> you know what? Doesn't move as well. The whole idea here isn't the greatest on it, but March Madness is where anything's possible. So that that's who I'd take here. I'd take at the end of the day. I I'd take ORU to make it a sweet sixteen of a true sleeper pick overall here. So I don't know might get totally bullied for that one cuz I just talked to everyone out of over <laughs> you to start the podcast but we'll see.
2: I like it. I like it. You got you got to go with one of those teams. I like it.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, before we get to the OSU part of this, who, who are you picking for the overall winner? Uh, I'll say right off the bat. I Jake, I don't know if you're still in the same boat or not. KU maybe.
0: Yeah. I have Kansas. Um I think they probably have the best player um, because Jalen Wilson is really freaking good. I think they have the best coach and I think they are probably the most battle tested. So it's, it's tough for me to, to see anybody else beating them. And if they do get beat, you know, it would probably be by a Brandon Miller 35 pointer in the final four or something like that. Like I don't, I don't really foresee them just getting, you know, they they could they could cakewalk through a lot of it, in my opinion.
1: All right, well, well, with that, I'm going to pick Houston. Right now, as the match maps out, Houston, the final four is in Houston. Kelvin Sampson gets to get a to- total redeem himself tour, even though he may or may not deserve it. Jim Nance. <laughs> CBS announcer, went to Houston. It's his last year announcing the tournament. If you are a conspiracy theorist, then you're probably with me. I'm thinking Houston's going to win it all. But but I'm, I'm taking Houston here to win the whole thing. And that's this is, this is Monday night. Maybe I'll change my mind by Wednesday. But, yeah, at least right now I'm picking Houston. Lexi, who do you have?
2: Yeah, this is hard for me because if you would have asked me two weeks ago or probably a week ago because, actually, I think it happened a little under two weeks ago, I would have said UCLA. I like the way they're playing. Mm-hmm. They've got a good core, but that injury to Jalen Clark, that's tough. And I know they played really well over the weekend against Arizona, but still it's a tough, a tough guy you got to replace. So I'm not as high on UCLA anymore as I was because of that injury, but I think they can still go far. If I had to pick one team right now, just because of the way I'm looking at the bracket, as much as I hate to say it, because I don't like them as a program, as a team. I like, I think Texas has a shot. I really do. They're in the bottom bracket, half of the bracket. They play AM or Penn State. I think they should be able to beat them. Um, Xavier, Iowa State would be their, their sweet 16 matchup. I think if they get through Houston, obviously that's their toughest team they're going to play if they get to that point. They could be Houston. They could be anybody, in my opinion. And they've already beaten Kansas twice. Jake, I think you're not as high on Texas, it sounds like, but I just, something about them this year, they just seem like a better team. Um, overall, they got guys who can score. I like Carr. Um. yeah, Texas will be my pick right now.
0: I I have Texas in my Final Four, actually.
2: Oh, okay. For um, some reason, I thought you said something earlier about them that you didn't like. But maybe I just misheard you. For,
0: for some reason, I thought they were playing Oral Roberts, and I just misread the bracket. Um. Yeah, I have them in my Final Four. I just think they're a bunch of cheats. So I don't like giving them any benefit of the doubt because of Brock Cunningham and them just poaching all the best talent from other power five schools doesn't really seem like a fair strategy to
2: do. (laughs) I do. Trust me. I do hate that too. I have no, no kind of like for that middle. I never have, but yeah, unfortunately just what I'm liking right now.
1: I think it makes sense though. I mean, I think all three of ours, if Texas does end up beating Houston, they probably, they probably should win it all because they're right there. The, the one team none of us talked about, though, is Arizona. So I just want to touch on them for a second here. Yeah. Arizona won the Pac-12. Really annoying team. And, of course, they have a Texas transfer out in uh, Courtney Ramey, right? So it is one of those where I don't I don't love Arizona. I'm not trying to give them a bunch of hype for any reason. But the Arizona team, they, I feel like they could they could be good down the stretch. They're only... I mean, they've only lost six games all year, but in Pac-12, I do, I do like the Pac-12 as a whole. I think it's a pretty good conference considering the rest of the Power Five group, and I do think they have a bunch of guys who are on the team for a minute. So I could, I could see Arizona making some noise. And the other team we didn't talk about at all whatsoever is Purdue. Just want to touch on the the Zach Eadie part of it. I said I think that, you know, or you could beat Purdue because of the two guy, you know, the guy who's maybe the Naismith Player of the Year and Zach Eadie. It's just so freaking tall and athletic and can move <laughs> and get some free throws. He's over seventy percent on the season from the stripe. So well, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on Purdue? Is is there a reason why we why none of us picked him to make it to the you know to win the whole thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, outside of Zach Eady, they don't like they have impressive players, but their backcourt is just not great. It's just, I mean, we watched the Purdue against Penn State game. They were getting eaten alive, and Penn State's just Penn State. So like Purdue is able to win still because, you know, they have Zach Eady, and, but like other than that, it's it's a pretty underwhelming team. And I think probably any other Big Ten year, Purdue doesn't roll through the conference like they did this year, but they just got lucky. I just think that someone's eventually going to get them. Like I, I think someone's probably just going to go out there and start hitting threes as we see all the time that happens in the tournament. And it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do now? We're shooting 48% from the three point line. And Zach Edey can't shoot. So figure it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like
2: <laughs> I, I'll have to say, I'm going to, I'm in agreement with you guys. Purdue, a team I'm just not as high on. I know they had a great year, 29-5, won the Big Ten, but I'll keep going back to it. The Big Ten was very mediocre this year. It's not as good. I know there's years that it is stronger, but this year, for sure, I didn't think it was it was strong at all. So I'm not as high on Purdue. And as Jake mentioned, the guard play, they're going to be having – they'll have two players out there who are freshmen, Fletcher, Lawyer, and Braden Smith. We all know experience matters, and I've talked about Drake before, the seniors, blah, 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 but – these will be freshmen, first time in the tournament. There's going to be pressure on them. They're a one seed. They won the conference tournament. They should be. They should expect to get to the final four. So, yeah, I'm not high on Purdue. One of those teams I'm just not as big on. And that second round matchup could be very tough for them. They would play either Memphis, who just beat Houston, as we all saw, and then FAU, who was really good out of the conference USA. So that's a tough. That's a very hard matchup for them the second round, in my opinion. So, yeah, I I'm not high on Purdue. I won't have them in my final four.
1: Gotcha. All right. Well, well being said here, we got about 10 minutes left in the podcast. I do want to ask you guys about the Oklahoma State factor in the room. All three of us are Oklahoma State grads, sports media grads, but with that with that being said, did you guys think we deserve to be in the tournament over some of these teams? Do you really think that we at the end of the day, do you really think that we just absolutely should be in and it's just criminal? Or is it, hey, we're on the bubble and you know what? Like this is what happens whenever you don't win the t- games you should and you're in this situation.
0: Personally, I think, do I think we deserve to be in? No, not necessarily. Do I think we deserve to be in over some certain teams that made it? Yes. And Calvin, that's what you and I talked about yesterday when we were watching. It's its like when you're watching a game. it It doesn't matter about the fouls they call. It matters about the ones they don't call. And seeing teams like Arizona state make it is just like, I mean, they're disgusting. They're horrible. And somehow Arizona state just always ends up like sneaking their way into any sort of conversation. And so like, I I have a definitive theory that Bobby Hurley has somebody at the NCAA on a Duke payroll. And he just like funnels them garbage. And he's like, Oh yeah. What do you think about Arizona state? So, I think we're in if we have North Carolina on our chest, to be honest. Um, But other than that, like, I don't, we didn't necessarily play well down the stretch for a multitude of reasons, probably because five of the last six teams we played were ranked in the top 20 and we didn't have our three-year starter at point guard. Like two pretty solid reasons as why we played poorly down the stretch um and we're just simply an inconsistent basketball team which we all know but yeah it's it's more the the part that makes me more mad is the teams that got in over us opposed to us not getting in at all
2: yeah total agreement with Jake couldn't have said it better did, the, did we deserve to make it no because of how bad we played down the stretch did we probably deserve to make it over the some of the teams that did yes especially Arizona State. Arizona State, oh my gosh, don't get me going on them. They're <laughs> pathetic. They should not have made it. Their net rankings terrible. They probably only got in the tournament because they hit that buzzer beater three over Arizona 3 weeks ago. Honestly, if you look at everything on their schedule, nothing sticks out to me that says this is a tournament team. Bobby Didn't brilliant. they get
0: smoked by like San
2: Jose or something? Yeah, they've they lost, dude. They lost some of these losses on their schedule are 10 times worse than anything Oklahoma State had. They lost to Washington um that, they're a bad pack 12 team they lost to they, they almost lost to oregon state that should have alone put them out of the tournament for almost losing to that <laughs> oregon state was one of the worst teams in the pack 12 texas southern i know they're a tournament team but they lost to texas southern before i mean there. yeah so many things that made me really mad but yeah arizona state nevada i i actually liked nevada going into the season and toward the toward the middle of the season but then toward the end they lost three straight games. And especially when they lost that first round of the Mountain West tournament, I was like, there's no way they make it. But of course the committee puts them in, in Arizona state. So yeah, I, I think we should have been in over those teams, which is pretty stupid, especially because we play in the big 12, but we won eight games. If you count the big 12 tournament game, nine games in the big 12, that's way more impressive than those other two teams. So yeah, kind of going both ways, but yeah, definitely over those two teams.
1: Yeah. I got to say, I, I think we deserve to be in over some teams, but I don't think we obviously got robbed from it at the same point too. I just right. I'm real on the fence about it. When you when you follow a team as closely as all three of us do, we know the ins and outs. We know, hey, hey, if we have everyone healthy the whole year, Avery Anderson's healthy, Moses Sise's healthy, Woody Newton doesn't miss a game, we probably make the tournament. We probably make it easily, and we're trying to figure out who we're playing yesterday and if we're a top eight seed or not. instead we're sitting there going crap that's another guy that another team that got named when arizona state and nevada both get named it's like all right we're probably not making it i would also say this is just one of those unfortunate years that we didn't make it when we should have but we were really close noah no team in the tournament made the made not one team in the tournament made the tournament with 18 wins or less so that's what we finished with the end of the season so yeah it, it sucks i really wish we had beat southern illinois and ucf but at the end of the day like if we beat southern illinois are we in on 110 i don't know probably still sitting here today saying the same thing if i had to guess because we we lost yeah. them by one it's not like we lost to him by 50. you know and just got out shown by him and had everyone enter the entire game we had cc C. C. out but i don't know
2: man i'm really quick i'd have to say this to you just because i'm looking at their schedule and there's nothing that stands out to me as a great win one early in the season against Marquette, but Mississippi state. Why, why did we act like they were supposed to be in the tournament? They lost yeah. so many bad games in the conference play. They didn't beat Alabama. Um, I, I don't see any amazing wins on their, on their schedule here. So yeah, that was another team I was like, really Mississippi state.
0: And pit pit Pitt's bad. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like actually bad. um, Alexi, like, Real quick, Calvin and I have talked about this pretty much all year. I don't feel like OSU was really as talented as a lot of the other teams in the Big 12. Like, just – if you were just compare roster to roster, I think we probably ended up where we were supposed to.
2: For sure. Yeah, I, I think with what we had, yeah, I, I don't think we were going to finish any higher. Maybe six, but, yeah, seven, seven, eight is, like, right around where we probably were going to finish.
0: Yeah. And I like, I just think, you know, do I wish we made the tournament? Sure. Am I surprised we didn't? Not really, because I mean, our team's not that good. I I just, you know, it's it's not not really rocket science to figure out, but some people seem to think that we have LeBron James.
2: Yeah. And I think what's so frustrating about the team this year is. How they hit that five game win streak in the middle of the year, and everything was going well. We were projected to make the tournament, all things were going well, and then boom, it comes right back down to us. So we lose five straight games and just got put into our place. So, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, we lose to Kansas, then lose a three year starter, yeah, like in in back to back games,
2: yeah. And so it's just like, okay, (laughs) yeah, it's rough, but yeah, I, I don't think. And yeah, would we have been would we have done anything in the tournament? Probably not. I mean we would have been the last four team in so playing a playing game. So I I just hope they built, they can, we need to get back there on a consistent basis though. I, you know, it's, it's getting pretty frustrating, missing it every year, except for the Kate Cunningham year. So whatever we need to do to get back, we need to do it because we're better than this. We're a better program than, than what we are right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be just really annoying if we don't make it next year. I mean, next year I've, told jake earlier this year when we weren't winning the games we should have a hey, next year's gonna be the make it a break a year for Boynton. we got to give him next you know, we got to give him next year just to get kind of clear of these dumb sanctions and other stuff that's going on but it's just one of those things where it's like all right like we can't shoot from the perimeter is that roster building or is that guy's just being open and not making it it's like, well, it looks like guys being open and not making it because guys are getting open. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, it's yeah. just it's just one of those things where it's like guys are getting open, guys are going to the free throw line. We're not making enough free throws in games. We're not, and every team deals with this type of stuff. But right. you're telling me Sise and Bryce Thompson, who are two five star recruits who are on our team currently and going to be coming into their third year in college, respectively, if they don't go pro. And we still could make the tournament with two five star guys. Like yeah. I, at some point, at some point, it just has to turn towards coaching. Yeah. I don't I'm not there yet. I'm still like fully in the hey, Boyden's a great coach. He says all of the best things you'd ever want a coach to say too. He's a believer in young men. He's recruiting super, super well to a campus that is just hard to recruit to historically. Not like we get the Kate Cunningham's every single year. It's huge news when we do and we've got every Kentucky booster ever just killing us over it because it's like, how in the world did that happen? Because it doesn't happen. And so I get Boyne a ton of credit for being able to recruit as well as he does in the state of Oklahoma and to get guys to Oklahoma state from around the country. But one is tough. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. Does one of these biggie schools give him a call? Alexi.
2: I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think I think St. John's is very set on trying to get Patino. I think that's like their their guy they need to get, and I think they're right. going to do everything in their power to get him. But I don't think the other schools will. I I, I think if they I think if he would have been better in his time with us and getting us to tournaments on a on a consistent basis, then yes, I think they would probably call. But at this point, I don't think so. I think they're going to look for someone else, look for somebody who wins a game or two in the tournament, who is a smaller school, maybe something like that happens. But Yeah, I don't think at this point those schools call in my opinion.
0: Or the Penn State guy.
2: Yeah. But I did want to ask, because I've talked about this with Calvin um, off off podcast before, and I want to ask you, Jake, do you think anyone from the current OSU team, uh, as a senior, will come back with their COVID eligibility? Or like Avery Anderson, Boone, anyone who's like an impactful player, do you think anyone will come back? Like, do we have room for them? Or just, I, I don't know, do they come back?
0: I feel like John Michael Wright could. Um, I told Calvin this. If Avery's smart, he transfers. Like Say it again.
2: I, I didn't hear that. What?
0: It, if Avery is smart, he transfers. Oh,
2: okay. You think he would transfer? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think he can be a, a good contributor on a very good team. You know, um, similar to what we thought likely would be. <laughs> Um, but that kind of, you know, it's Ohio state, right? Like that kind of caliber of program. Um, I think Avery could very easily do that. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's so tough to imagine some of these guys come, like Boone come back, comes back. And what, what is he? Because it's, it just seems like every year we get the guy who's going scorched earth for 10 games in a row and then and then he gets benched. Like I I don't understand, I don't get it. I'm not questioning whether or not he deserved to get benched or any of that stuff, but it just what does and again, that that's my thing. If we run it back with this team and then get the same caliber of transfers that we got last year, we're still not better than seven Big 12 teams.
2: Yeah. And that's that's actually why I asked you because if anything, if I if, if from my perspective, if I can see anybody coming back, it's Anderson because I think he is just a better player. And I think um Boynton knows that that he can still be that kind of impact player, he'll be a super senior and he likes him. Not that he doesn't like Boone, but you saw when Boone was not doing well, he was getting benched right away. Yeah. Uh so yeah, if I could see somebody coming back, and like you said, if if Anderson decides not to transfer. And once to come back, I think that would be – I'd be cool with it. If Anderson comes back next year with what we got coming in and everything, I think that'd be nice. But, yeah, he, he might test the waters and see what's out there because he could, he could play for anybody. Yeah, I agree.
1: All right, well, with that being said, I, I think you guys are right in that perspective. I think Anderson's the one guy who would come back. But – We'll go ahead and end up the podcast here. So thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of the CJ Tour podcast. Please follow at the CJ Tour on Twitter and Instagram for more. I will be tweeting at the CGA Tour out the CJ Tour bracket information. If you want to join, last year, the winner, Trey Florence, won the whole thing and got a jersey. No entry fee. So feel free to join at the CGA Tour Is Brackets. Uh, We'll host 3SPN and follow CJ Tour on Twitter and Instagram to see that link when I do post it. Thank you guys so much for joining as always, and we'll catch you guys again soon.